0: On today's episode, we share nine sentences we want to hear from our staff on a daily basis. You know, the ones that make for better experiences for both our campers and our staff and parents and donors and anyone else we may work with during our camp season. Join us to hear what phrases to add to your leadership training this summer.
1: This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Go Camp Pro. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training, so we can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for summer camp leaders and directors at gocamp.pro.
2: Imagine camp registration software that actually gives you more time to do what you love. With UltraCamp, you can effortlessly track attendance, manage staff, streamline registration, and more. Explore now at ultracampmanagement.com slash campcode.
0: Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by GoCamp Pro. After 10 years of podcasting, is there anything left to say? (laughs) You bet. Because just like people grow and change, so does our industry. Each and every year, there are new challenges, new ways of handling situations, new advice from those doing the work, and new ideas to share. Our commitment to intentional leadership training has only grown stronger. So join us for season 11 of Camp Code as we once again do all that we can to help you develop your best ever leadership training. Well, welcome everyone. And before we dive into our podcast today, let's just take a moment to introduce ourselves. And we're going to start with our very special guest, Kate. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please?
2: Sure can, Beth. So hello, my name is Kate. I use she her pronouns. um, And I am currently working as a camp consultant uh, with Stefan Richard Development Consulting. Um, So I'm figuring out what that means and looking for new clients (laughs) if anyone wants to hit me up.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Thanks, Kate. And GAPS. And my name is uh, Gabrielle Rail. My pronouns are she, her, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Oro, which is an all-girls camp in the Laurentian Mountains. And we focus on creating a positive environment for gender minorities. Thanks, Gab. And I am Beth Allison.
0: I'm co-owner of Camp Hacker and Go Camp Pro. And my pronouns are also she, her. And I am a camp consultant and trainer who is more passionate about leadership training year after year than I even was as a camp director. So I'm super excited to talk about all of these things we're going to chat about today. So we welcome you to an all Canadian edition of Camp Code. We're coming to (laughs) you from Quebec and Ontario where it's kind of snowy and chilly today. And today we would like to share nine sentences that we hope to hear our staff say often and why. So Kate, let's start with you. What is your first sentence and when and why would our staff say these particular words?
2: Mm mm-hmm. um, So the first one that I wanted to share was actually one that I am shamelessly stealing from John Green. Um, that I listened to the Hank and Green podcast and Hank and Green, Hank and John Green podcast. Um, and one of the phrases that he shared was the apology I want is changed behavior. So instead of just forcing campers to say, you know, oh, say you're sorry, and have it just be like, a like a verbal sorry, you want to see changed behavior. You don't want them to just say sorry and then continue doing the same behavior that was harmful. Um, You want to see the changed behavior. So that's my little, my first little tidbit.
0: Nice. And you also don't want them to say sorry because you asked them to. Exactly. Not because they feel, they don't feel anything. Mm -hmm. They just say it because that gets them out of trouble. There's, there's no Mm -hmm. learning going on there. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Thanks. Gab, what do you got as your first one?
1: For me, I have a please and thank you insert name. Um, Mm. I I find that um, when we want to, you know, when we want to simplify things, I think one of the the best way to build community is making sure we're being mindful um, towards that community that we are saying, please, that we are saying thank you, even when you're announcing to 500 people or when you're just at a table with two kids Um, And and you're inserting the name here. Um, A lot of uh, campers just having their name being said is comforting. Um, And especially when you're trying to build trust within those first couple of days with those campers saying their names repeatedly helps other campers learn those campers names. I think also within staff training, that's also a very important goal to role model that mindful community as well as saying each other's names and being intentional about that. Michael Brandwein talks a lot about that in his sessions um, and it's something that we do very intentionally at Woro, and it's it's really, really helpful.
0: And social graces, I feel as though we're losing them. Mm-hmm. And that is a disconnect for so many people, you know, like having those social graces intentionally. The good ones we can get rid of some yeah. that we don't need anymore in the 21st century. But mm-hmm. um, you know, there are certain ones that I think it's great for staff to role model, op- holding the door open for people, or you know, those kinds of things. And but definitely using names uh when you're using social graces is, is really key.
1: I think so thanks for that. Yeah, and I think it goes with social graces. I've been shifting social graces to using the language um, mindful community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, so we're practicing being a mindful community and mindfulness is really important for ourselves. But also when you're pausing to say please to somebody, that's self-regulating, that's also regulating the community. So it, it really goes down to to a basic importance when we're looking at self-regulation, stress management, anxiety, all the things that we deal with at camp can re- can really start with using each other's names and saying please and thank you. Perfect.
2: I think the okay. other aspect with using names as well as it's a helpful thing to practice for folks that might be changing their names. Mm. Um, so when you have, for example, gender minorities at your camp, and um, they may have been coming to camp for a long time using one name, and then they're coming the next year with a new name, it really helps to just practice using the new one as frequently as possible.
1: And it's so validating too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. And talk about feeling safe when you, you hear your name being said, um, when you're maybe had a different name, um, a season before. I love that, Kate. That's great.
0: Thanks, Gab. Uh, my first one is, oops, I made a mistake. And there are a thousand ways to say that you messed up. You don't have to use that one. So, you know, you can even say something like, wow, well, that was a real whopper, or I can't believe I did that again, but that can even convey the idea that mistakes happen all the time. And sometimes they can even be funny, not always, but sometimes, Emphasizing that we're comfortable with errors is really essential to building resilience, both for our staff and for our campers, and being vulnerable enough to say it in front of someone else should be a regular part of a camp day. And you can practice sharing past mistakes with partners during training, starting small, and then asking folks to share bigger mistakes they've made in the past that they're comfortable sharing. And it can help people really feel at ease owning up to a mistake. And you can even end a short sentence on sharing mistakes by asking staff in a large group discussion what a mistake taught them. And they don't even have to necessarily share the mistake, just what the lesson was. And while mistakes, of course, are never the objective, any kind of progress, whether it's in learning a new skill or handling a situation or remembering to remember something important, any progress always involves failure first. And actively actively challenging that taboo against not being perfect by saying, I made a mistake. In whatever form you prefer, I think should be a regular occurrence at camp. All right. So we're going to stop for a break to hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, we are going to give you a few more. So we'll be right back. For our Camp Code listeners, here's an exclusive offer to enhance staff retention year-round. Get UltraCamp staff communication calendar with free customizable email templates at ultracampmanagement.com slash campcode. Remember what drew you to the camp experience? UltraCamp knows it wasn't for the paperwork. That's why they've crafted an all-in-one platform to streamline your program management. So say goodbye to the hassle of learning and managing multiple platforms to run your camp. With UltraCamp, you can register and manage campers, generate and direct communication, organize schedules and activities, process payments and donations. UltraCamp's goal is to help their clients spend less time in the office and more time doing what they love. Want to know if UltraCamp is the right fit for you? They offer free, customized demo sessions so you can see their software in action. Sign up at ultracampmanagement.com slash campcode. All right. We are jumping back in. All right, Kate, what's number four? What is a sentence you want to hear from camp staff?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, mine's kind of like uh, two different ways of saying it, but there's the beautiful question of why do we do it this way? Or hmm, I wonder how we could improve how we do this. Mm-hmm. I really I think it's important for every single staff member at a camp to recognize and be recognized for the fact that they contribute to part of camp being better every single day. Um, the the new people that come in with a completely fresh face to camp, they're not going to be held back by, oh, you know, we've always done it this way. We have traditions, yada, yada. They're going to ask, huh, why is it, why is it this way? It, like, is this, in on purpose? Like, did we do this because of a reason or are we just doing it because nobody thought of a better way? Um, and I think that those insights can be super, super valuable and it can really give the staff members ownership over their summer. It makes them feel more engaged It makes them feel like they're part of the bigger picture in a much more serious way.
0: Absolutely. And I do think the six words that kill camp culture faster than any other is, this is the way we've always done it. Absolutely. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, changing that up or having a new perspective is always, to me, a
1: welcome thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, Gab, what do you got? I have. Um, this is probably a little bit more towards um, your leadership team or people that are supervising other staff members. But I have. Uh, what have you tried uh, when they come when they come to you with a problem, especially? young um, supervisors are sometimes really eager to like give the answers right away. Like I have the answer. And it's like, yeah, you do because, and that's why you're in this position. Like we, (laughs) we, we know you do. Um, And, and I find just when a staff member does come to you, part of building trust is getting curious about what they have done. And it gives you a wonderful opportunity to one, hear all of the things that this person has tried um, it stops you from maybe suggesting the things that they've already tried, which is sometimes really frustrating. If if anybody's, you know, you ask for help and they're like, have you tried turning on and off your computer? And you're like, yes, I have obviously (laughs) tried doing that. So so we want to eliminate that frustration. Um, uh, but two, it gives, it gives uh, that, that supervisor to say, oh, wow. Okay. So you've tried a lot of different things with that kid. I honestly would have done those things as well. Let's problem solve together a little bit more what we can do um, that would be helpful. And right there, you're building a relationship. So it's a way of not just giving the answer, building connections with your staff members, digging a little deeper what they have tried, and um, and then you know forming a, pr- a proper conversation around it. So definitely young uh, first-time supervisors, I would really teach them that we never jump right to the answer. We always ask, so what have you tried so far? of it love it
2: I think an important thing to add to that as well is um the follow-up of like if they have said well I haven't tried anything it's sort of sending them back along their way and be like okay well why don't you try (laughs) a thing yeah (laughs) then then come back and we'll see Mm -hmm. I think there's
1: has that ever happened to you Kate um
2: (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about
1: (laughs) I think that um There's yeah, it gives also the permission that I'm allowed to try some stuff first, too. Mm -hmm. So there's there's something kind of really cool about it. Um, It's certainly gotten me out of hot water. I will say I usually have three or four different ideas of what they can try. And when I ask, I'm like, oh, they've done all those things. (laughs) Right. I'm not going to repeat myself and look like a jerk. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. And gives them confidence, too, that they've tried these things. You're like, you know what? I was going to suggest those. So great. Yeah. What else can we try?
1: Yeah. And mm-hmm. sometimes you think you've only tried one thing and then you realize, oh, I've tried this, then we did this, then we did that. You're like, holy moly, like this is you've done so much. So um I think it's for first time supervisors, I think it's it's a great, great tool. And yep. something to role model to campers as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like
0: for for counselors to ask kids the same thing when they get frustrated with a problem. Okay. Hey, so yep. what have you tried so far? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Perfect. Put them in a growth mindset. All right. My next one is I'm listening. And I love that phrase because it's used as both uh, a confirmation and an invitation. It's like this open-ended prompt when a camper looks troubled or starts to feel frustrated. The words I'm listening to me signal that there is space and a respect for the camper's voice. And it lets them know that you have time And you want to hear what they have to say and what they're thinking or feeling. And the important part here, I think, is to teach staff not to jump in to fill the silence too quickly, but instead to pair that sentence, I'm listening, with really sort of good listening body language that invites kids to fill that vacuum and share what's on their mind. And I think I would also work with staff to come up with phrases that follow I'm listening when there's a break in the camper's words, like, well, tell me more about that. So I think we all need to practice um, listening to one another these days a little bit more and also in being okay to sit with that silence for a bit too. So that's my next one. All right, Kate, number seven. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: So this one might not be a use of every single day, but no, thanks. I'm going to sleep. Um, <laughs> I, love I found this one. <laughs> with a lot of young staff members, myself included, um there is a serious fomo fear of missing out um, when it comes to socializing with other staff members after hours. Um, so particularly with the overnight camp business, or honestly with day camps mm-hmm. and, you know, the social stuff that happens off camp, um, empowering staff to say, nope, I'm going to prioritize sleep today (laughs) is a really, really important part of um, their self-care during the summer. um, And an important part of, you know, making sure that they are modeling that as well for their kids, that sleep is important. You need it. You should be prioritizing sleep over socializing at least a few times a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, absolutely. Gab, what about you? Actually,
1: mine goes right off of uh, Kate's, which is really nicely oh, not planned. So it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> I was chatting with one of my teammates today, Mika, about this podcast. And I just said, like, what's one of those sentences that you that we all use, but we don't realize how helpful it is. And she said um, this summer, there is a couple of the new staff members that said to her, everybody's so nice around here. And she was like, well, you know, tell me more. Um, Ella Beth. Uh, I'm listening. Tell me more. And, uh, and one of the staff members said, everybody like in the morning just asks you genuinely like, Hey, how did you sleep? And, and, um, one of the other new staff members, so there's three of them said, I just didn't realize how how much I wanted to talk about my experience of sleep because it's in a new place and it's a little nerve wracking and I do have a flashlight as she called it a torch. I do have a torch. We can all guess where she was from. And um, (laughs) but I, you know, it's actually kind of nerve wracking and um, but it didn't stop like in the middle of the summer, people were still asking, Hey, how did you, how do you sleep? And I didn't realize how much we did do that. Um, But I think that now in reflection for new new individuals, how nice it is that your community is genuinely interested, especially if you're at um a sleepaway camp, um, but also that they get practice in doing that with their campers. Um and it's it's just very, very telling. And if somebody's like, oh, it was a horrible night, it gives you an indication on maybe what's going on with, you know, they might need a rest period that day or they might, you know, need a little, a little check-in to see what's going on. But um How did you sleep is, is one to, to, I would throw in the, in the pile. Mm, That's a great one. Cause it's also sort
0: of an entrance into why didn't you sleep well?
1: So there could be
0: other things going on. They're Mm -hmm. missing home. Their bed's uncomfortable. Um, They have too much on their mind. They ate ice cream at midnight. I don't know. There's all kinds of things there, but sometimes they just need to talk about it or not. Um, But good things to tuck away. If right when you ask isn't the best time to ask for those follow-up questions, (laughs) tell me more about that as flags going up and everyone's singing the national anthem or something, Um, but to tuck it away (laughs) for later. All right. So my final sentence that I want to hear from staff is I need some help. I want to hear that for little things like moving a table or putting away equipment to big things like I'm really struggling helping this camper or I'm having a hard time dealing with everything today and I could use a hand or do you have time for a chat? I need somebody to bounce things off of or I'm not sure what to do. Can you help me? We can lead by example during training by asking for help for things big and small in front of the whole staff or with small groups or of people or just individuals showing that it's not only okay to ask for help, but that sometimes it's necessary and it's what happens at camp. It shows people that nobody is perfect and we don't expect them to be able to do it all on their own all the time. And that asking for help is a sign of courage and vulnerability, but also strength and wisdom. And we all need help from time to time. And having staff role model this to campers is such a great way to help them learn this life skill. I would also run a short uh, session during training about asking for help and start by doing some activity that you need to ask their help with, like maybe taking all the canoes down to the beach from storage um, and then get staff to share why you asked for help, how asking for help made a difference, how it made them feel to help you. And then, of course, ask them why you ran this short session and you'll get all the right answers. So I would get them to sit in pairs and come up with ways that they can ask campers to help them and What campers will get out of helping, how it's um, not just beneficial for the person asking. Sometimes it's beneficial for the person helping. All right. Kate, did you want to say something more about that?
2: Um, I would probably just add the flip side to it, which I would love to see more staff members using the phrase, how can I help? Mm -hmm. Or what can I do to help? Um, You know, when you're whether it's offering to help. A, a peer or a, or a person on leadership team or whatever, but it it also applies to their campers. You know, when a camper is talking about all the things that they're having an issue is, okay, like, well, what can I do to help? Like, what is the thing that you would like to have me help you with in this scenario? Um, I think that's another side of the coin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was training at a camp this past summer and I did a whole session on the big picture at camp and taught them to say, how can I help? So when anything happens at camp, whether it's, uh, you know, something you're frustrated about, like dinner's going to be late or, um, you know, something, a game isn't ready to play for evening program or whatever it is, instead of standing there getting frustrated to say, well, how can I help in this situation? And the executive director and director were not in the room when we did the session. And they came in at supper time later that day, like hours later, I'd done it first thing in the morning and said, I don't know what you said this morning. But all they ask is, how can I help? Can I help with that? Do you need any help? (laughs) So I thought it was really great (laughs) because they were putting it all to practice. But um, I think sometimes, especially when we're tired, we get into that mindset of, oh, you know, I'm just frustrated. And what I really should just stop and do is say, how can I help in this situation? Is there a way I can help? So I love that, Kate. Thank you. All right, Gab, it is time for your famous recap.
1: Are you ready? Recap, recap, recap. Yes, indeed. Picture this: Day one, you stand on stage. There's 138 counselors standing in front of you. You only need 70 of them, but you've overhired. Good for you. <laughs> and you stand up and you say, "I need help." And everybody looks at you in a paralyzed way. And you've planted people in the in the audience, and four people lift up their hand and they say, "We can help." And you say. Thank you, so and so, so and so, so and so, by using their names. I need your help to please pass out all of these name tags. And as you pass out those name tags, you say, Oops, I've made a mistake. Now, somebody runs in and says, That's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. As long as you're authentic about your apology and you change your behavior, I am listening. What was that mistake? And you say, Well, I put the names on the wrong pieces of paper. I'm not quite sure what we can do about that. And then somebody says, well, um, I'm here to help you out. What have you tried before? Well, I've tried paper, (laughs) I've tried cardboard, but I'm not quite sure. What about back in the day in the good old 1990s, we used to use these things called tree cookies. Why don't we use that? And then somebody says, that's a great idea, but why did we do that It that way anyways and say well back in the day we had so much wood around us that we could use it and when it gets wet they still stay standing around all around our necks and we're like oh that is amazing so this evening we're going to play an activity and this activity is going to be so much fun and we're going to be outside and there's going to be stars and it's going to be wonderful and then somebody says that's great but no thank you i think i'm going to go to sleep tonight and everybody applauds and say that's amazing and the next day everybody wakes up refreshed and asks each other how did you sleep <laughs> gab i think
0: that was your best recap ever oh thank you a whole scenario a
1: beautiful picture using
0: all nine sentences <laughs> amazing
1: there amazing there we go everybody
0: so Stop you training get all three your <laughs> rescuing get all done the first session that you run in the first two minutes
1: before there you, you even get started it's, it's easy peasy <laughs> just, just do that
0: <laughs> i love it i love it i love it all right So how can you get involved in our podcast? You can tell us your thoughts on this episode by using the hashtag camp code. Let us know how brilliant you think Gab is with her recaps. And you can also tell us any topics you'd like us to discuss, guests you recommend that we have on the show, like the amazing Kate Teller, any great leadership training tips that you have to share. We would love to hear from you. And if you found our podcast to be useful, we would love it if you could leave us a rating and review in your podcasting app. And here's how you can contact each one of us individually if you'd like to. So, Kate, where can they find you?
2: So I'm available at kate at stefanrichard.ca. That's my fancy new consulting email. <laughs> um, or you can find me on uh, the artist formerly known as Twitter at this Kate Taylor.
0: <laughs> and can you spell <laughs> Stephane Richard for us, please, for those who are S- not
2: from Quebec? yes, uh, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-E. Richard, like Richard, R-I-C-H-A-R-D dot
1: Perfect. Thanks so much. And Gabs. Okay. um You can get in touch with me at info at waro.com. And you can also check out where I work at waro.com. And woro is all of the vowels. O-U-A-R-E-A-U dot com. <laughs> Thanks, Gab. Uh, you can email me directly at beth at
0: gocamp.pro, or you can check out our website, gocamp.pro for our next podcast helping our staff deal with stress so you know it's going to be a very short little episode (laughs) all right so our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training and again we would love to hear some of your memorable moments or your most effective training tips and you can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code and this week's best practice is coming from kate
2: Yes, it is. So, my best practice tip is that, you know, all these beautiful sentences that we want staff to say, um, we can definitely think of a whole bunch of sentences we don't want our staff to say. And this could be something that, you know, you come up with yourself. It could be something that you could use as part of leadership team training, um, coming up with a brainstorm for of all of the different sentences you don't want to hear this summer and how are we going to uh, avoid having our staff say them. Um, but, you know, I'll just throw out a few for ideas for you. First one, I don't have time for that. We, we want our staff to remember that we want to make time for things, whether that's problem solving with a camper or conflict mediation or whatever it is. We want our staff to remember that they, they get to make time for the things that they want to prioritize. And um, diminishing somebody's request by saying you don't have time for it is not the vibe. Um, that's not my job. You know what is your job? Everything. Everything everything at camp is everybody's job. Um, It's not necessarily that we don't want staff to be able to say no to things when we ask them to do something, but it is that we want them to have the attitude of, you know, how can I help, (laughs) rather than the the flip side of, you didn't put that in my job description. Um, Some other little ones saying to a camper, calm down, or you're okay when they're upset it's really diminishing their feelings. It's not, uh, it's not healthy uh, communication for the kid. Um, it, it really dismisses their feelings and, and maybe they're not okay. You should probably check. Um, or uh, that's so cute. You're so cute. It's really infantilizing for our campers. And it really, it does kind of focus on their appearance more than you know, any value that they may be adding with their whatever cute thing that they were doing, um it's better to sort of focus on something a little bit more specific that you can praise for this camper. It's not a horrendous thing to say if you slip it in every now and then, but if that's the only thing that you ever tell this one camper that they're cute and that's the only value that they're adding to to camp, that's not gonna that's not gonna serve them well. great. Thank you, Kate. All
0: right. Camp Code is part of the GoCamp Pro Podcast Network, and you can check out all our other podcasts at Podcasts. And this year we've added a new one called The Pudding, and you can join Travis Allison and Dr. Mandy Baker as they share scientific proof, like the proof is in the pudding, to improve our staff recruitment and retention. And you can find The Pudding in the Camp Hacker podcast feed. So thanks again, Kate, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And from all of us here at Camp Code, thanks for the listening, friends.
1: Please remember, no other industry shares their best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea you heard on a GoCamp Pro podcast, please be professional and remember to give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by GoCamp Pro. Thanks for listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.